and welcome to the St. George's podcast. I'm David Edgerton. I am the rector and lead pastor at St. George's in Maple Ridge. And I'm Roxanne Brundle, and I'm the associate pastor here at St. George. Can you believe it is December already? And we thought we'd spend some time today looking back at the year in review, 2020. Wow, what a year, Roxanne. Oh my goodness. I'm just thinking, um, we actually have been in COVID for almost the whole year. I can't believe that it's been since February that we've been in this semi-lockdown crazy circumstances. Yeah, it's really been uh, quite a challenging year for uh, so many people in so many ways. Um, And there have been good things and a lot of bad things um, this year. just as we kick off, um, it, it's always fun to start with the good stuff. What, what's been the highlight for you of the year? Uh, something that maybe some some good that came in the midst of of all of the this. I think one of the things. I mean, the hardest thing for me has been not doing the family um, big events that we usually do in our family. But the good thing was because we were forced to go virtual, we included my sister who's in Toronto, and so my sister was able to join in with the family at Easter time. And that was probably the biggest highlight because I think it's the first time in a couple of years that we've all been at least connecting with each other at the same time. Yeah, it's it's been interesting seeing how different people and organizations have adapted to going virtual. Um, and just as the, uh, as the different platforms have taken off and I wish I had shares in Zoom in back in January, right? <laughs> It also makes you realize how hard it is um, uh, to talk to someone when you don't actually see their face. And so that's the most amazing part about Zoom. I love Zoom for that. Or FaceTime. FaceTime, I actually find now what I'm doing is I'm actually not calling people. I'm FaceTiming them so that at least I can see their face because I miss them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we, we were just talking before we started about face masks that have become such a thing this year. I mean, they've, they've, they've come in, uh, been worn for a long time in, in, in medical fields and by professionals. And, and now um, the general public uh, are, in, in most cases, being told they, they must wear them. Um, there was a, a period where there, was, there were questions around were they effective or not. Some people are still asking those questions, but the, the rules are, are such that we, we're wearing them now. And we've seen... Um, so many organizations making uh, face masks um, from uh, from soccer teams to, to fashion brands um, to um, to schools and, and community groups um, and and to people of course making face masks at home it's kind of become the fashion accessory of of, of 2020. The other thing about face masks it tells us um, or it shows us how we how we really depend on facial expressions. One of the things that I've been noticing is, you know, I'm going to the grocery store, I'm talking with people and I'm smiling, but I'm realizing they can't see my smile. The flip is I can't see theirs. I also am realizing that we do lip read a little bit. So sometimes when we don't really hear someone, we look at their lips and we guess what they said, which we can't do now. Absolutely, absolutely. And the other thing is, I've seen as a result a lot more nodding and that kind of thing because we can't necessarily smile at each other. Um, we're kind of nodding and, and using hand gestures in a way um, that, that we didn't have to so much before. So so definitely some, um, some changes there. I, I think 
I think my positive for the year has just been is just similar, seeing how people have been able to find ways to adapt. Um, there's a, a quote that I, I learned back in a university lecture 20 years ago um, that, that says, uh, the only constant in an exponentially changing environment is the human being's ability to learn. Um, and uh, 2020 has been an exponentially changing environment. Um, as, as every couple of weeks, uh, wherever part of the world you're in, there seem to be some new restrictions, new thoughts, new ideas, um, knowledge about the COVID-19 virus that's being um, uh, discovered by scientists all the time. And, and so the, the change has kept coming. And, um, uh, you know, I, I quite like change. I think it's good to move forward. I'm a, I'm a forward-looking person. But it has also been extremely exhausting because uh, in, in no other year, probably in the church's history since the Reformation, um, you you can think about that and argue with me later, but uh, but in no other year, I'm sure, has there been quite that much change. Um, so often, when I think of what we've done in our church at St George's, we've we've closed, we've gone online, we've we've then reopened in in one way. Then we were able to offer the Eucharist, um, the communion service. Um, then we offered an outside service. Then we had to shut everything down again, um, and and now we're back online only. And wondering, well, at what point will we be able to reopen? Um, and uh, and when's it safe to do that? So that there's there's been so much change, but just seeing the way people um, have have by and large had a resolve to say you know we're going to get through this right what are we doing now and um and, and there's that bit in um in the bible where, where it just talks about you know today and there's something about today I'm, I'm, a, I'm a christian today um i think it's paul writing um i'm not going to stop and look it up so uh, but i think it's paul writing you know today um as long as there's today then i'll follow jesus and and i think there's something about that is is taking the you know what what are we going to do today we can't do this this or this but what can we do um and I, and i've seen some great um positives um and 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 learnings that people have had of all ages um mm -hmm. around the community i think the other thing is if you think back to the Israelites, when they were wandering in the desert, when they tried to um, keep the manna for many days, it would rot. And I think sometimes we forget that. We just, like you said, we just need to do the day, the one day. So God, what is it today that I can do? Could you give me what I need for today? Because to be honest, nobody knows what 2021 is going to look like. And so we can place our bets, we can think about it, but really we don't know. So it's just all we know is we have today. Absolutely. Um, and a number of people have made significant life changes this year. Um, I, I know the, the the real estate market has, has not been as quiet as it might have been. People, uh, a lot of people in our church community have moved house. Um, and uh, that's, that's just been interesting seeing how, how, in, for some people, COVID has been this time of, of actually realizing what matters and, and, and doing something that perhaps you've been wondering about or putting off for a while. And this is the, the year that people said, you know, I'm finally going to um, do this or do the other. And I think the, the thing about moving, I actually moved too this year, but the thing about moving is that when you're stuck at home, you look at home. Mm. And when people are not stuck at home, 
it doesn't matter what home looks like. But when you're stuck at home, particularly if you're stuck at home with three or four or five people, you need to look at, is this the place that that we can all live in? Is this the place that works for all of us? And so I think some people downsized, but more people upsized, which is quite funny. And people went from condos to houses because then they could control their environment a little more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's and, and I guess there's also been a lot more people working from home. So that would be another reason is, is trying to find a, a space to work in mm -hmm. um, that, that people have been looking for. Um, in terms of um, as, as church, um, should we just spend a bit of time thinking about what have been the, um, the blessings this year? Um, because we, sure. have, we have had a few. Um, and what springs to mind for me is just how people have been able to connect um, mm -hmm. with us. Uh, we're grateful to everyone who's listening to the podcast. Um, and this is one of the ways we've been, we've begun connecting. Um, and, and I think the, the way that podcasts and church online can just connect regardless of where you are. Um, so, so that's been quite a, a positive. Yeah. And I absolutely love the fact that we have morning prayer um, at nine o'clock live and there can be people joining us from everywhere in the world. And we've had people as far away as Dubai. We've had people in New York. Um, so you think here we're celebrating, you know, we celebrate Canadian Thanksgiving and then it's American Thanksgiving. You have someone join us online from the States. It's just, it's just cool. And it reminds us of how, how small actually the world is or can be with technology. I think also we've seen how COVID is, is a, is a worldwide thing. The world is global and the world is local. Mm -hmm. um, and somehow we're in these two realities where, whereby uh, one minute we're, we can't do too much and we're, we're just in the neighborhood and walking in the streets around our house. And the next minute we're connecting, as you say, with people across the world. The other thing that I think is quite interesting is I've never talked to more people on the street than I have lately because it's kind of like they don't see anybody else. So I'm out walking my dog and I've met more dogs and more dog owners. We stay our distance, but people actually stop and chat because they're not in a hurry to go anywhere because there's nowhere to go. What's been your, your highlight from the church this year? Um, oh, I do think that when you actually connect with people like on Zoom or on the phone, they're more willing to get um, to get into the serious stuff. It's not just, hi, how are you? Here's a cup of coffee. Because we have so little connection with people when we actually are connecting, we want to make it count. And, and I think that that's something that I've really enjoyed doing is actually getting to know people um, a lot better. Um, one of the things we we did, even when we were able to meet for life group, you know, we had a life group meeting with a bunch of um, women and we learned something from someone who's been at the church forever that nobody knew. And it was just exciting to realize that we're sharing our lives with each other. And I think to me, that's the best. So uh, other, other reflections on the year? Um... You know, one of the things that I think is I've noticed because I have two adult children who are in university is how tough it is 
for post-secondary students right now. Um, you have the post-secondary student that is is technical savvy, is tech savvy, and is doing fine, is pulling off A's, is loving the fact that they can go online. You have the person that is not tech savvy that might be in, in the arts, might be doing other things, where this is just adding another layer of... Um, of stress on them. Uh, I'm a very aware of students all over the world that are trying to um, study at UBC. And so they would be up in the middle of the night um, taking lectures. And I think that's that's so hard. And it's also for all of us here to remember our university and post-secondary students in the midst of exams during December. It's just, it's unlike anything they've ever experienced before. And some of them have great frustration because their internet goes down. And I just think, Having having two students in my home, I've just really been aware of the fact of how hard it must be for those with shoddy internet or in parts of the world where they can't depend on this or COVID just snapping in and switching everything and they can't even get to their classes on time. Yeah, absolutely. And and that reliance on the internet, it it does um it it, it does show inequalities um where where people in, especially in more rural places, don't have access to, um, to to internet, or or conversely, you know, certain evenings at seven o'clock, everyone's probably watching Netflix. Yes. Try, yes. And do, try and do a Zoom call at the same time, and because everyone in the neighborhood or the building is is, um, then then the overall kind of uh, internet infrastructure isn't quite able to cope. So, um, be interesting uh, seeing that change. Um, it, interesting just I mentioned 20 years ago a quote from university my first degree was in transport management and I remember um, the conversation happening back then uh, in with one of the professors saying you know we need to consider video conferencing and video calls as transport because because transport is about uh, getting us from a place we are to a place we need to be in order that some value might be added and that value might be relationship building with a friend having a coffee it might be a business meeting it might be education whatever it is we we transport is is about adding value um by and the same with goods they they become more valuable once they've been moved from from the place they were made to the place we're going to use them so that's what transport does and 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 the argument then was well maybe we should start thinking about video conferencing as um as a form of transport because um it it in the overall mix of, of infrastructure, um, then you, you know you can build roads or you could invest in high-speed broad, broadband uh, internet, um, and and in a sense um, both enable the same thing. But I would say that the the broadband option, the internet option, is is going to be much more sustainable um, for the planet. Well, and I think the other thing that some of us I wonder if if many have thought about it, but if this pandemic had happened 20 years ago, mm. that we wouldn't be able to connect the way we have now. So it's just amazing. And sometimes I think we forget how important our inventors, how important our engineers are, how important our, um, we think about our frontline workers, but all those people that are making the internet work, um, even people you know, at BC Tel, BC Hydro, that make sure that after a storm, we get our internet back as fast as we do. I think that's that's something we need to really be aware of um, and thankful for. Yeah, it's really become an essential service um, this year. And so looking back um, 
you know, there was nothing um, that we could have done really to prepare for um, for for 2020 um, as a church. Um, it, you know, we we talk about having contingency plans and you know, what do we do if there's a fire and that kind of scenario? But but nobody nobody saw this coming, um, apart from if you read some certain articles on the internet, Bill Gates, who predicted this all several years ago. Um, but but no church, I think, had a plan for what do we do if church is shut down um, for the whole year. Um, I, I suppose, um, I wonder what would, what would be the one thing we might do, uh, differently if this happens again, say in five or 10 years time? <laughs> well, I think, um, one of the things is we're going to have a lot of stuff in place. Mm. We're going to have live, live streaming, probably from now on, even if we have the church packed, um, so that we can just quickly go online again. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that we've been moving as fast as we can to keep, to keep up. Um, it's so hard to know what in 10 years time it's going to look like. Cause what is technology going to look like in 10, 15 years time? Um, one of the things I think we've been very um, blessed by is that we did have a lot of connections put in place. We did have the online giving, we did have breeze so people could connect with each other, they could log on, they could find each other's phone numbers, etc. Those are all things that other places may not have had, and they may be putting those in place. But but thankfully, we had those things in place early on. Yeah, um, and it and it shows the importance of, of doing that and of having systems and structures that, uh, that can adapt, um, like the ability to send a text message to a whole congregation when, uh, when everything changes. Um, and, and, and I guess if you're listening to this, whether you're from St. George's or any other church or organization in the world, just making sure that, you know, people have your contact details um, so that if something changes, uh, then, then they can let you know. Um, I know we've experienced in the past where we've had to cancel a group um, and, and we weren't able to let everybody know because not everyone had given us their details. Um, and, and so, so then there's definitely a challenge there around um, how, how to, how to communicate with people uh, when they don't want to be communicated with um, in, in the event that, that something sort of radically changes. Um, I think, I think the other thing I was thinking though, is that we're so dependent on technology mm. that when it goes down, um, it could be devastating for other ways to get communication. So one of the things I was thinking is I actually have gone back to my emergency phone numbers are also written down in my wallet. And I think if you ask most people listening to this podcast, if they could tell their most important family members, if they even know their phone numbers, if they didn't have their phone. So I think that the flip is, I think we have to also be careful that we're not so dependent on technology that if for some reason technology goes down, because the, the reminder is there could be an earthquake or something else where technology actually goes down, um, maybe we also need to be aware, hey, let's just make sure we have those emergency contact numbers. Let's make sure we do have someone that's checking on us and is not depending on technology to do that. Yeah, that's a great point. Absolutely. Um, so as we look forward to 2021, what will the church look like? <laughs> oh, wow. I don't know. Actually, David, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Um, the big question is once it's safe to come back, will people come back? 
or are people at a place where they're going, I really, really love online and maybe I'll come back once in a while. I hope that um, people will come back because I think that personal connection, seeing a person face-to-face, um, being able to look across the aisle at someone is is something different than being able to look at you, um, you know, from a screen, you know, a couple of miles away. So I hope people will come back, but the question is, will they come back? That's so hard to know. I'm, I'm thinking though, we're going to be in this quasi state for quite a while for Mm. at least a year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it could be some time and I think it will be a slow, a slow return to, well, I think it'll be a slow return to life generally from people. I don't think it will just be church. I think travel's going to have a lot to, um, a lot to look at. Um, but I guess we're, we're, we're a church podcast, not a travel one. So uh, yes. I don't want to speculate too much about the travel industry, but I think they're going to have, they're going to have uh, quite a time in terms of working out who's loud in the airplane, you know, a, a, a masks here to stay forever when we're in public mm-hmm. places. Um, and those kinds of things are magnified there. But I think for, yeah, for us as church, I, I would see uh, a gradual reopening with distancing and limited numbers once again. Um, I've heard here in BC, Bonnie Henry talking about, we're in the second of our three waves. And that, <laughs> that was the first time I'd heard that the other day. Um, you know, I've, I, I was hearing about the second wave is coming for the whole summer. Uh, we all were, but, but now to hear, we're now in our second and there'll be a third um that that kind of is quite um yeah quite sobering sobering thought yeah and i think that as we move into the christmas season the big questions are how do we celebrate the season when everything we used to do we no longer do Mm. um so you know Families will gather, families will go to church together, families will spend Christmas Eve together, families will have the big Christmas dinner. And now all of a sudden, all you're hearing people say is Christmas is going to be different. Mm. So so how is Chris, what's Christmas going to look like for you, David, for you and your family? What, what have you thought about? Have you planned anything? What's it going to look like? Yeah, I think it will, I mean, for us, church is a massive part of Christmas, Um so, so in a sense, um, the, the workload from, as a pastor is, is not going to change. It just, uh, it just moves online at, at the moment, um, with a potential, with the potential that if everything changes, that we might have something in person, but you know, who knows? Um, so I think, I think in terms of, you know, it's still going to be a busy month. Um, I could see for some people taking the chance to stop and, and, and have a bit more of a reflective advent without as many activities to go to uh, could be could be a, a potential thing. Um, the uh, recommended book, um, if, if anyone is interested, called The Meaning in the Waiting uh, by Paula Gooder. Um, we've got it in our bookshop and it will be on our church website resources page. You can find the link on there. Um, which is stgeorgemaplebridge.ca slash resources. And um, yeah, just to, to spend some time kind of in Advent for people might might be quite an opportunity as, as they're not able to run around doing quite as many activities and Christmas shopping. Um, I think that with so much going online, there's a challenge in uh, in in what, what that looks like um, and, and the novelty of 
of doing things online will wear off mm-hmm. I think a lot quicker than the novelty of doing things in person. You know, people might have gone to the lights at, at the lake and the lights at the gardens and the lights at the railway and, you know, and, and done several light activities and gone for several meals and all these different things. And I think that, you know, you'll only want to watch so many um, online versions of lights and, <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> it, it, it just isn't quite the same. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. And, you know, I was just thinking as you were talking, um, you know, I don't know if you've seen the Grinch that stole Christmas, but I, but I, but I think about at some point, what was so great about this story is when you took away everything, Christmas still came. And I think that for some of us, that's still something to remember is that, that Christmas, although we get together with family and it's awesome and we have all these incredible things and it's, it's so awesome, even without any of those things, there is an opportunity to remember that the king came as a baby in a manger. And, and then when you strip everything away, Christmas is still coming. And so how, how do we celebrate that when the ways we used to celebrate that are not open to us now? And so it is a bit of a challenge, but it maybe is good because it reminds us of what Christmas truly is about. Absolutely. Um, Christmas starts with Christ. And, and, and this is probably the, the first time in my life that, that I will have seen um seen anything like this I'm sure the first time in most people's lives when Mm -hmm. when yeah a lot of those traditions and things can't happen and so uh, we we have the chance to to focus on on what Christmas really is about Um, and I think that um, it's interesting seeing the 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 retail world uh, who who you know with the with the whole Black Friday month it seems yeah and then and then the cyber monday month and then the you know on on it goes um and then it'll be boxing week sales and and there is still this um this sense you know they make money by selling us stuff uh to convince us that, that they convince us we need um so we end up buying um things we can't necessarily afford mm-hmm. um to to impress people we often don't even like um, and 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 yet that is that is how our economy is built. We 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 hear how much we need retail in order to um, keep the economy going. But I, I think there is a question when you um, when you strip Christmas back and say we, we can't we can't be going out and doing as many things and seeing as many people. You know, I imagine that people will will save some money here and there um, mm-hmm. on on buying things on buying outfits for parties because there won't be any parties. Um, so it, it will be interesting just to see how, how as a society we can stop a bit and, uh, and refocus. Um, and, and just mm-hmm. on that, I've, I've heard that um, in, in 2020, just a, a lot of Canadians have managed to um, either cut expenses or increase their savings significantly. Um, for others, it's been a different story, but a lot of people have taken the chance to go, you know, because of the uncertainty, uh, we're not going to spend money on things that aren't essential um, mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, um, I, I forget the figures, but there's some record amount that's gone into savings this year. Yeah. And I think about um, my daughter just took her car off the road, st- stopped insuring it because the reality is she's not going anywhere mm-hmm. and it's really, really expensive. And as we went in to um, cancel the insurance, the, in, the insurance agent said that that's, 
been the reality that many, many people are coming in and, and saying, listen, I can't afford this car. I can't pay the $300 a month for insurance or $400 a month when I'm only going out a couple times a week and I could take the bus. So I, I think it's been interesting because it really has forced people to look at how am I spending money? Does it make sense? Particularly when nobody knows if their job is for sure. Mm. Um, and they come in and and as people are listening to this podcast, I'm aware there will be some people that this has been a really hard time, mm. that this has been a struggle. Um, there may be some people that are hanging on with dear life to their business. Um, other people that may have actually lost their business already and are looking at what to do from now on. And I just, I just think over this Christmas season also, maybe we should encourage people to also look at Maybe our family doesn't need something extra, but maybe somebody who has lost their job or somebody who um, has lost their business could um, use a leg up. And, I, and maybe this year we need to be more creative about how we spend our money. And if we if we normally spend two or three hundred dollars on Christmas, maybe we can spend it differently, um, spend it and give it to people that need it. Um, and also for those people that are struggling, remember your friends care. And sometimes they just need to know that, that, that you could use some help. And so I just want to encourage people, if it's a hard time um, for you this Christmas, please let the people that you're closest to know about it, because we're all in this together. And just like the early church, we want to share all things that we have in common. And for those of us who still have jobs, there will be a little extra money this Christmas. And for those of us who don't have jobs, we need a little extra money this Christmas. Yeah, that's a good word. It's uh, it's it's definitely that thing of sharing. I think is really um, something that we perhaps lost um, in in some ways. As we the the big box stores have, have got us into the idea that we all have to have our own of everything. Um, and actually, if if you can share a lawnmower or a leaf blower with a neighbor, you know. Mm -hmm. um it, mm -hmm. it's it's uh those kinds of things and i think that i've noticed in the last few years just a a reticence to ask somebody can i borrow something mm -hmm. and um so i think i think that would be you know within church within neighborhoods within even a family mm -hmm. group just being able to say look if you want to if 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 you need to to borrow you know, some tool or some device or some electronic thing, you know, we don't all need to own everything. Uh, we can, we can share. Um, I mean, you, you've seen that change in, in cars in, in Vancouver, mm -hmm. the, the kind mm -hmm. of car sharing systems where, right. where organizations have been set up to do that. But actually, you know, it doesn't even need to be that complicated. It could just be on a more local level. If you've got a project you're trying to do and you need to borrow a sander to sand down a, a particularly awkward piece of wood or, 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 or something you're repainting, you know, mm -hmm. go ask someone who you think might have a sander, can I borrow one? Um, and I think those are, um, those are again, kind of ways that we can, uh, we can help each other out. And I think the thing is sometimes it's hard for to ask for help, mm. but when we ask for help, we also give permission for other people to ask for help. And I think that is something we sometimes forget. Also, for those of you who get things from people this Christmas, just take them and accept them because sometimes it's just as hard to receive a gift from someone else as it is to give a gift. And um, remember, that you can always pay it forward later. And I remember when I was um, 
a struggling um, student, there were several people that were very, very generous. And then over the years, I have been able to pay it forward. And I think maybe this Christmas, that's a challenge that we should put out, David, is to think differently and maybe to at least be um, someone who will give a gift to someone unexpectedly or even um, anonymously. Um, a challenge to just give someone a blessing because we are all in this together. Yeah, that's a great challenge. Um, and, uh, and, and one of the things we're doing as a church too is offering the chance to collect items and gift cards for various groups. Um, I won't talk too much about it now because that's on the website for people to see if they're interested in, in that. But whatever community you're in, there'll be organizations that are looking for things. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and the one thing I would say if you're planning on giving to an organization is check with them what they need. Mm -hmm. Because I, I saw... Um, just as I was doing the works, we, we collect for, um, for the mission to seafarers, the hot socks appeals So we, we collect kind of woolen socks and, and hats, toques, that kind of thing. Um, and it was interesting when I read the website, they said, please don't give us scarves because scarves are dangerous at sea. And, and it just made me think, wow, how, how many times can we think we're being really helpful by saying, hey, there's someone who's cold, I'll give them a scarf, for example. Mm -hmm. And the organization says, no, no, we can't, we can't give those out because they're dangerous. Um, so uh, so whatever, whatever organization or group you want to give to, then there's normally a list somewhere that says these are the things we need. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's well worth checking that out to make sure um, that we, we, give, we give where it will be uh, best used, I guess. Um, so we've talked, Hi. 2020, we've talked about Christmas and I guess a bit about what's coming up in 2021. Um, I think the church is, is in a hybrid model to stay, as you said, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. think we are, um, that's going to create great positives. Yes. Uh, yes. In that next time there's a snow day or somebody just has a cold or a, a parent has a, a child that is not well and, you know, they wouldn't, the whole family can't come to church because the one child's not well, uh, even, even in the future beyond COVID, um, then uh, we're, we're now in this place where I think people know how to access church online and then we'll, we'll be able to catch up in person the next time they can. So I think, I think that kind of hybrid model of church is here to stay. Um, and I think also um, there's something about connection that is really important because it's, it's very easy to get information. The internet's full of mm -hmm. information. Mm -hmm. There are you know, thousands of videos on YouTube. Um, they, they say there's more videos on YouTube than you could watch in your entire lifetime. Um, like the many times over the, the content just keeps being produced. There's, um, you know, probably hundreds of millions of hours worth of podcasts that you could listen to. So, so I think the key for the church is that mm -hmm. we don't just become another information provider and content creator, but we're, we're about building relationships. Um, and, and those relationships aren't just about um, clergy and pastoral staff and, and people whose jobs it is to uh, connect. It's about the whole uh, body of the church all the people connecting with each other and I think I think that's going to be key for the future of the church is that we don't just become a television company as it were producing great content uh, but it's about that that relationship and connection and I think 
when we ask the question, how can we be the church where we live right now? I think for those people watching or listening, I should say, um, just to think about, well, who's around me? Who are the people that I connect with on a daily basis? Who is the senior who hasn't seen anyone? Yes, I can't in person say hello, but I can drop a card. I can make a phone call. I can see if they're okay. I think it encourages us to get out of our um, ourselves and to look around us. And it's actually, as somebody said the other night, it's easier to say, how are you at coffee time? It's a little more work to say, how are you on a phone call? Or how are you as you're as you're passing somebody on the street. But I, I do think that we should remember constantly that we are a reflection of Christ. And therefore, Christ would see people. And Christ would want people to know that they are loved and cared for. And so if, if we are the only reflection of Christ in some people's lives, we need to get about the business of being Christ. Awesome. Well, this has been a, um, quite a year of podcasts too. We've, we've yes. recorded many episodes. We've had some very special guests that really came about because of COVID. Uh, we had the, the primate, which is the, the most senior Archbishop of the Anglican Church of Canada on one of our podcasts. We've had uh, people in our community um, and, uh, and people, people elsewhere uh, in the church too. Um, as we look to 2021, we've just been reflecting on uh, what form the podcast might take. I guess this has been a year of experimenting and just uh, just getting getting going and working out what it is that we want to do. Um, and, um, and my sense is that, that as we go forward, uh, we want to make sure we're putting out content on a regular basis um, that just really checks in with how things are going. Um, that's not going to be super polished or edited, but it's just a, a free conversation uh, be between us. Um, uh, that's kind of a, uh, how are things at the moment and, and what do we see going on? Um, and, and being relevant to the, the culture and the time that we're in. So, um, so 2021, I think we can look forward to um, putting content, something like this one out once a month, first Wednesday of the month, we'll put out a podcast um, that's just kind of a, how are things going, uh, talking about the issues of the day. Um, and uh, there'll be hopefully really relevant to those who are in St. George's and to those who are interested in what's going on in Maple Ridge as well. And then um, if you're from another community, then uh, the podcast will, will hopefully be a, a blessing to you wherever you're listening from. Um, I, I was just going to say, if, if you are listening and you have an issue that you would like um, David or I to just talk about, um, in the next season that we enter, um, let us know, send us an email or make a comment. Um, David and I have no trouble talking about a, a variety of issues, but <laughs> if there's something in particular that you would um, like us to discuss or would like us to talk about, and and really anything is on the table. So if there's an issue that, that you're struggling with that you want us to give perhaps some insight into we're we're not experts, but we can tell you what we think and we can share with you some of our life experiences. Absolutely. And then 
uh, as well as the the regular um, we uh, have lots of ideas for guests we're going to look to invite to have uh, special guest podcasts and what we'll look to do is release those um, in in the middle of the month when we have them um, as kind of an extra bonus episode if you love podcasts you'll know a lot of podcasts do it this way so we'll have the regular conversation um, with uh, with with those of us at St George's and then we'll hopefully bring in special guests um, as and when uh, we find them. So if you have ideas as well for guests that you'd uh, like us to interview, um, then do drop us a note and uh, we'll see um, if we can get them on. So probably time to wrap up. Any final thoughts, Roxanne? Just for everyone here, have a super Merry Christmas. And um, I just pray that each one of you would know more of who Christ is in the midst of this uncertain time. Thank you so much for joining us on the St. George's podcast. We would love it if you haven't already, would you subscribe to the podcast? That will mean you'll get a notification each time there's a new episode released. And if you haven't already, you can also leave us a rating. That just helps spread the word and share this content with others. We would really appreciate that. So have a great Christmas and we'll see you in 2021.